You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Oh, hello once again. Welcome to Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am that blind guy, Stephen Scott. And today we have with us that other blind guy, Sean Priest. Hello again, Sean Priest. Hello. We're the only blind guys in the village, apparently. Hello. It's good to be here. Oh, do you know it's nice to be? It's nice to be cool again, or at least cool air. Cool air. Air. I mean, sleeping has been an absolute nightmare. How many fans have I got in this house? And just as electricity goes up through the roof, we (laughs) seem to have two fans in every room going 100% 24 hours a day. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's no way that you can do that thing anymore where you stick a magnet on your, you know, uh, electrical. I would not know. Sorry. Uh, Not being Scottish, I've never done such things. Why do I? Uh, why do I not believe that? I don't know what it is about that statement from you. I don't know if I believe. Oh, anyway, uh, today I'm, I'm quite excited actually. I mean, for once. I mean, it's really? Nearly the, yeah, it's an age thing. It doesn't happen often. I I excel at it <sighs> when it happens. Gross. Um, <laughs> we have a special guest with us today. Hey, a voice who, by the way, has never been on this show, but was on our previous show, and is now on the new version of the previous show. All right. Are you with us in this? Absolutely not. I have no idea. Excellent. I don't even know who it is now. Now you confuse me. Are you sure he's not been on before? Well, look, he has been on. He has never been on this show. Oh. He was on the previous show. That, that's why I said it, Sean. You see, that's why I no, used those I just, exact words in that order. But, you know, I don't always believe everything you say. I just... just or listen. No. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Uh, but you might remember the other day I did put out the bat signal for someone to come on and talk to us about BT Digital Voice. And I said, look, I, I think I know someone who can solve this for us. I think I know the, the person. And I think he knows who he is too. Mm. And if he could just get in touch with us, that would be great. And I did the bat signal. That's the sound of the bat signal. It is. The blind has a bat signal, yes. That's it. And guess what? It worked. He heard the siren call. The, the blind man, a blind man somewhere stood up and said, I am needed to discuss <laughs> BT Digital Voice. Because we knew nothing about it and said, we can't really talk about it because we have no idea what well, we're we talking nothing. about. Not yeah, that, well, usually. Nothing new. Yeah, but. <laughs> um, stopped us on any topics ever. We knew somebody this one, would. Yeah, I, I, well, I knew this particular person would. It's Callum Stoneman. <gasps> it's Callum Hello. Stoneman. Hey. Hey. Coming to our rescue, a hero. Is it a bird? <laughs> Is it a plane? No, it's a Callum Stoneman. God it's bless a stone you, sir. Man. That's a letdown, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're a hero. How are you doing, Callum? You are, uh, for those who don't know, and now we'll get to your professional career in a moment, and I guess yeah. you could say this is now part of your pro- professional career mm-hmm. as well, but you're now co-host on the all-new Tech Talk on our uh-huh. Connect yeah. Radio. Congratulations, yes. so well done. Oh, well done. Find the sound effects button. Uh, I know, I've, I've only found one. <laughs> Don't ask me to play you want to come and work here, Callum, instead? <laughs> yeah, we could do it with an engineer, someone who knows things. Uh, how are you enjoying it over at uh, Tech Talk? How's things going? It's good, yeah. It's, it's exciting. You know, we've sort, of, we've sort of changed the show around a little bit, so I changed the format around. And, Hang on, what? Well, you, you, change, you know, change, we just dare you change it around. Oh, what was well, wrong with it? These things need to, you know, <gasps> they need to, they need to sort of evolve and and Oof. change, and you know, we, we just evolve, change. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't like it. To maybe why they didn't want us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's going really well. You know, the feedback seems to be good, which is obviously really, really nice. I think it took us a little bit of time to kind of 
as I said, you know, get into the new format ourselves and find our feet a little bit. But, you know, we're, we're a few months in now and it seems to be going really well and you know, people seem to like it. Well, not that I'm glad it's back because, you know, it was my pride and joy for many years. And uh, it is lovely to see it continue on with yourself, with Dave Williams, Tasneen Arshad as well. So, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a good team you're with as well. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a great team behind us as well. You know, we've got, a, obviously, as you said, Dave and Tasneem are, are great. And we've got a producer as well who's, you know, fantastic at Ooh, keeping producer, us in check. producer. What's <laughs> happened over here? Yeah. <laughs> we never really gone up in the world. Do you know, I, I'm starting to think that I've got some kind of control issues. I, I Honestly, I'm starting to think that because, you know, yes. I didn't have a producer. No. My job wouldn't let anyone else need it. That's probably one. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. If anyone hasn't <laughs> taken a listen yet, then, uh, yeah, really do check it out. Yeah, that's good. It's, I'm glad it's back. And um, do say hi to the guys. I, I do what I, I, but I should get, we should get everybody together. We should do like a clash of the tech shows. Fight to the death. <laughs> Bit, well, that seems a bit extreme. <laughs> Clash of the podcasts. Clash of the podcast. I'm thinking, like, you know, remember Anchorman and, you know, all the, the TV news channels would get together? Yes. In the middle of a town square and, and battle it out. I think maybe without the violence, uh, maybe just with coffee. That would be nice. <laughs> okay. That sounds thrilling. I was looking forward to the blind <laughs> tech fight then. I was wondering. I thought this was getting interesting. Ah, oh, you see, I'm trying to save you guys here, but okay, fine. Oh, well, you fancy go. yourself, do you? Oh, okay, all right, that's it. Oh, I mean, I could, I could take all of you. I mean, it's, right. no, it's not a problem. It's on. I just, I just fall on you. It's simple Blind as that. Blind podcaster death match. Everyone put a bell <laughs> round your neck and have at it. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> What's that? Goal ball, isn't it, with a beeper ball? That's right, yeah. Yeah, you could stick that around your neck. Oh, right. we'll do it for charity next time. Yeah. Anyway, shall we talk about BT? Yes, <laughs> that might be weird. <laughs> So, so tell us, as well as doing the, the show with uh, Dave and, and Tasneen and, uh, of course, bringing the wonderful Tech Talk back to life, uh, what, what's your day job, Callum? Explain to people what you do every day to make money. To pay my bills. Yeah, mm -hmm. just. Just, um, yeah. <laughs> the way things are going. Uh, yeah, so I work for BT. I started off with them a couple of years ago as a network designer. And then um, about six months ago, I got a promotion into their their accessibility team. So I now work on uh, digital accessibility of all like the customer facing uh, apps and, you know, websites and services, Ooh. mainly across BT and EE. So we're kind of mm. across both brands. Yeah, well, that's becoming more important now as well, because I, I see the fusion of BT and EE to some degree. You know, yeah. when you, you're buying your BT connection now, they're, they're offering the EE connection as well, like a 4G, or I guess eventually 5G backup, right? Which... Makes so much sense because then yeah. if your internet does go down, you've still got a backup option, providing you've got a decent phone connection in your area for your for your signal. Well, yeah, I mean, there is obviously it depends on having a decent 4G signal. But yeah, the idea of it is that, yeah, as soon as your internet goes out, if there's any kind of problem with the line or whatever, your 4G kicks in and, you know, you don't even notice. That's, yeah. the, uh, that's the idea of it. So the big question for us is BT Digital Voice, as, it's, as I'm realising it's now called. Um, maybe explain to us a little bit, if you can, about what this is and uh, how it differs to the way we currently consume our internet and also use our landline phones. Yeah, can I just say, by the way, I, d I only work for BT's accessibility. I have nothing to do with digital voice itself. And I'm not yeah, a, you know things. You I'm know not a spokesperson, me. so um, no, don't, no, don't, send, don't send your hate to me is basically what I'm saying. I can do nothing about it. <laughs> we'll, we will absolutely not pass it on to your manager. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, no, you like, and, and yes, you're absolutely right. You're here just in an advisory, and that's why I was keen to get yeah. you on because you know you know a little bit about this stuff, and um, I, I just think people are maybe a bit 
well, confused about it all. When we're seeing headlines such as, you know, your landline is being phased out, the analog is going, here comes digital, yeah. people do get confused. It's like the switch over from the analog to digital TV. There was TV, a lot of yeah, information that people need. So, yeah, I think it's fair enough to, you know, some information and we obviously didn't. So, uh, yeah, fantastic. We can't wait to hear. So basically, what digital voice is, just to kind of put it in the, the simplest terms, it's replacing the the sort of copper phone lines that we've had for, you know, many, many years. And then obviously, later on down the line, we started putting broadband through those lines as well as phone calls. And then now, you know, the broadband side of things has started to move over to fiber. And digital voice is just basically replacing or, you know, doing away with the copper phone lines. So instead, you'd have a, a fibre... The, the eventual aim is that you'll have a full fibre broadband connection and then through because of digital voice, your phone would just plug into the, the back of your broadband router and then everything just goes through your... you know, goes through your broadband, basically. Okay, now, th- this is the interesting bit for us and, and I guess this is, I guess, a little bit where your specialism comes in here. Yeah. is around the accessibility side of it. So, you know, we've had people get in touch. I've, I And I, I say not just to this show, but when I was on Tech Talk and also in, you know, the outside world as well, in the real world, or I believe they call it IRL, which is just ridiculous. Oh, well done. You're down oh. with the youth. I, I would appear so, yeah. LOL. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't know the other day that Ruffle. TW was trigger warning until I was triggered by something, and I thought, I wonder if that's what that means. TW? Um TW, yeah. If you're on Twitter, you say TW for trigger warning, yeah. Also, that means I think that there's a guy in Only Fools and Horses coming up on screen that you might know. (laughs) That's very good. Oh, well done. Um, (laughs) Oh, let's just take a minute. That was fantastic. (laughs) Get that on UK Gold. Um, But no, I think a lot of people are worried about the the landline phones that you have of old, you know, the the big button phones. And Sean thinks this is a nonsense, but I think it's quite serious, actually. Um, No, it's not. That, you know, it is. Well, if you can't use your phone. I'm saying that a visual impairment and big button phones don't go hand in hand. That's more for motor issues rather than visual issues. That's what I'm saying. So Excuse let's not me, I was, given, together. I was given a my <sighs> big button phone back in the day. Yes, I was given a massive remote the size of an ironing board with huge buttons on it, and it was actually harder to use. You don't <laughs> need the big buttons. That's for arthritis and things like that. It's but not for, those for visual who impairment. do need it or want it, and you're right, it doesn't have to be for visual Thank impairment, you. but... The point is that people may need or want this. What can they do? Because those phones are analog, right? So you can't connect them to this new service. Well, this is the this is the weird thing, because as I was saying, I'm not an expert on this, but I did look into it because I heard, obviously, the episodes where there was a bit of confusion over it. From what I can understand, most, um, most phones should still work. And um, the way they would do that is because you can still plug... Say you've got these decked, you know, cordless phones. Mm. You can still plug the main um, kind of the main unit either into the back of your smart hub. It should still, you know, should still connect. Or if for whatever reason you can't put it in your smart hub, then you can get these little adapters. So I think you can have up to four or five adapters registered and you can get them from the, you can get one free and then you can get others from the BT shop. And um, they would just plug in wherever you want the, um, wherever you want the phone to be plugged in and, you know, you just plug it in there and that pairs with your digital voice, you know, well, it pairs with your BT Smart Hub. And um, similar for corded phones as well. So if you've got an old-fashioned corded phone, you can also, 
either plug one of them into your smart hub or you can use the adapters for for each phone you know each corded phone that you want to plug in you should in most cases just be able to use the adapters as far as i'm aware so um, i mean i don't know if it's worth you know I, I don't know if there's been we occasions need to where a bit more on because certainly that's the the, the issue seemed to be in, in the experiences I had, people were trying to plug in those devices into the same connections, uh, like you say, connected up through this this router, um, and they weren't able to get any signal. They weren't getting any landline because essentially it's not an analog line, right? It's a digital line. So a digital to have line, a digital yeah. handset. So I mean, it comes back to a point that Sean made, which again I I very rarely say this on the show, but he was right but, in that yeah. But it's interesting that the company, the, the companies behind these devices, haven't caught up yet. Maybe it's just a, it's all happening too quickly. Although it doesn't sound like this is, this feels like it's been going on for a while. Um, you know, you think that companies would come up with alternatives, you know, digital alternatives to those kind of handsets. Maybe that's coming. Maybe it's out. That's what I'd be keen to know, I think, ultimately, is, you know, what are the alternatives that are available? Because, look, I mean, I don't think any of us are expecting or, or should expect, actually, for this to go backwards. I mean, it's, this is no. all for the greater good, right? It's, it is for the greater good. It provides better internet access. It provides better uh, quality of calls and all that potential. Yeah. Um, and we should be able to embrace it. But we have to make sure that the technology keeps up on an accessibility point of view, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is the... The weird thing that um you know everything that we're seeing everything that i can find about it both you know external and internal information seems to suggest that you know most phones and even most fax machines should work i mean obviously they recommend for both of those they recommend that you use the the more modern ones you know the the um well obviously because it's bt you know in this case they recommend you use the bt advanced you know digital phones of but, course uh, but yeah you know there doesn't seem to be many cases. There seems to just be these odd cases, you know, these odd kind of, um, and I don't like to use this term, but, you know, these odd kind of specialist cases that don't seem to have been caught on yet. And, you know, hopefully, mm. as this sort of thing gets rolled out, I can I think the best we can hope for that as this sort of thing gets rolled out, these issues will come up and then, you know, they will start to sort of pay more attention to it in a way because they have to, you know. There must be a reason that, that, that a certain telephone, landline telephone, your normal telephone, would not work with this digital service. There must be something there that we can identify why it wouldn't work. Some, you know, it, it's, it's all well and good saying that most should, but there must be a, a technical reason for that. I'm assuming it's the older phones that have the issues. So, yeah, we'll definitely look into it because everything I've I mean, read... Some on... sort of analogue to digital conversion shouldn't be too difficult, should it? No, exactly well, right. Yeah. yeah and know. as far as I'm aware, that's what the... When you plug this into your, you know, into your smart hub, that's what it actually, you know, that's what it's supposed to do in theory. Uh, yeah, and according to all the BT stuff that I've read on, on Digital Voice, it is that, you know, it, it all says just on the day of your switchover, just plug your normal house phone into the back of your router and that's it. So, I mean, it's obviously not a huge issue that they're worried about. So, um, yeah, but there are other issues with, like I said, the power. Because with the traditional copper landlines, they also provide the power. And that power is separate from the power grid. So in, during a blackout, you still had use of your telephone. Obviously, yes. that would not be the case if your fiber or, sorry, if you had a power cut at home and your router went down, as far as I know. No, it wouldn't. So, yeah, if there's a power cut then, yeah, it would, you know, 
the digital voice would stop working as well. And then that's when you'd want to, well, the recommended is, you know, it's kind of easy nowadays, isn't it? To just say, oh, you know, your powers, if your power goes out, your digital voice will go down. You'd have to use a mobile phone. Obviously, that's not an option for everyone. And you can get in touch with them. If you are in a position where you don't have access to a mobile phone or you don't have reliable phone service in your area, you can let them know and they can supply you what's basically, I know BT definitely do this. I think all providers will, don't quote me on this, but I think all providers will because of they've got to look after their Legislation, customers. they'll have to, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they can supply you with basically a, a, a battery backup. Oh, so right. When wow. If your power goes out, then I don't quite know how it does it. I'm guessing it would keep your smart hub running, which would then therefore mean your digital voice keeps running as well. Yeah, I'm guessing um, we're talking just a UPS, a un- UPS. Un- some kind of UPS connected to your hub. Yeah. I thought you were um, going to say they'll just give you a, a cheap mobile phone, but okay. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that's wishful thinking. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there, there does come a point where, I mean, we were having this conversation on Double Tap recently because of the issues in Canada with Rogers and their a complete collapse, uh, which you know had a, a massive impact for up to five days for consumers there uh, who didn't have access to you know internet, they didn't have access to obviously devices at home, but going outside of that, you know, trying to pay for items and even making emergency calls was yeah. challenging. Even the, uh, you know, the thing was as well about this, it wasn't even that the making the call was challenging; is that it was at the other end. The 911 operators were having challenges oh. connecting to their network in order to be able to answer the calls. So, you know, yeah. that, that, that was severe. And it shows, as we said on the show at the time, it shows that internet is no longer some kind of luxury or something that's just a nice thing to have. It's essential. It's essential nowadays. So, you know, maybe there has to be, and this is not for BT, although absolutely BT would be part of that discussion, but... It's, it's, I think, for the government to recognise this is now becoming a right. This is something we should have. And if people can't afford it, then we need to find a way to get it to them. And, you know, I think 4G and 5G, 5G more so, offers that potential. I know this is going away a little bit from what we're talking about, but I think, you know, on a, on a wider level, and I know you're not here to speak for BT, which is why I want to move this along a bit, because I don't want to make you the, the full guy for BT on this. But <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to keep my job. Well, exactly. But I think also, you know, looking broadly, just not, not at BT, but overall, you know, 5G clearly is a great way. I, I remember, Sean, you know, I've said this umpteen times. I said it to Amazon when they were on the show before. I used to say, you know, guys, the best thing you could create is an Amazon Echo with a 4G SIM in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, you know, people who are older, who, and not even people who are older, but people who may not have access to internet connections, decent internet connections at home, would still be able to access these devices. I mean, how cool would that be? They did it with the Kindle. That's why it's obviously possible, right? They did it with the Kindle. Remember remember they did that deal with, I think it was O2, and they did the 3G SIM, and you could basically download as many books as you wanted. But because we're talking tiny files here, mm. it had no impact on their network at all. That's right. So they could basically just, you could buy your Kindle for, I don't know, 40, 40 quid or 50 quid or something, and you would get the 3G connection for life, in quotes. They don't do it anymore. Maybe it started to cost too much. Yes. I don't know. But um, but it's interesting, isn't it, how the, the, this could be done. And I think I know that charities like RNIB have been looking into this for years. You know, when I was at RNIB, I remember us talking about the, you know, trying to get a way of getting these devices into people's hands with an internet connection. And this would solve it. That, that, that kind of device would solve it. So technology will cure this, I think, at some point. 
But what, why, what do you think is the, what's the advantages here of switching over to digital over analog landlines? I mean, is it a case of just replacing, getting rid of these old copper networks that have been there yeah, nearly a for a hundred years in some cases, right? Yeah, some yeah. Of these, Sometimes uh, even longer. Yeah, that's crazy. So, it so is mad. Is it? Are they ripping them out? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. They're completely, um, as far as I know, yeah, they're completely doing away with them and they're hoping to have everyone on um, full fibre by, I think, 2025 is the latest commitment. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think it's just that sort of, that sort of technology is just, um, it's, I mean, in some ways it hasn't because as we've just been talking about, but in, in other ways, that sort of technology has just reached the end of its life now. Yeah. You know, we've been, we, as, as we've said, we've had the copper technology for hundreds of years. And then we sort of, as I said before, we put broadband on there as well. And then, you know, we got them working at the same time, you know, broadband and a phone connection at the same time. And we kind of, it feels like, to me personally, it feels like we've been sort of patching it. But yeah. then now everything's, you know, everything, they want everything to go to full fiber. And the advantage of full fiber is that the massive boost in speeds, I mean, you can get a full, you know, gigabit connection straight into your home now, you know, download and upload. So massively fast internet that you could never get over a copper line. And um, I guess they're trying to move everything over to full fiber and then there's less of that. There's only that infrastructure. They don't have to maintain that second, you know, that copper infrastructure anymore. But you know, it's we've interesting. Just, we've, right? just, People... we've just gone beyond, I think, our needs and our, the ways we're communicating have just gone beyond what that gives us now. And I think people just don't like change. You know, people yeah. are scared of change. And I can understand that because if someone tells you, look, this new thing is great and you can use it and it's maybe a bit more challenging because it is, it's digital, so it might require a bit more knowledge to use. Um, and on top of that, you know, if there is a, you know, a power cut, you, you might not be able to call 999. That could scare people, right? That might worry people. Yeah. So you can kind of understand that and it's good to see that there are options available. And I think it's, it's always good advice when you're talking to BT or any company for that matter, to just outline the challenges. Usually, I think for somebody who's older, you often find, I know this from my wife's work, you know, it's often social workers who go in who will sometimes do some of this work and, talk, and actually talk to the providers on their behalf. It's often family members as well. And I think yeah. it's just about saying what your challenges are and making that aware. Don't, you know, don't just take the first offer. Don't just take what they give you because they'll give you the standard package they would give anybody but there may be additional options available to you in your situation. And like you say, maybe that, that backup option, you know, that would be something that someone could really benefit from. But if you didn't know it's there, you, you might not think to ask. But, you know, just ask anyway. Just ask, you know, hey, look, here's my situation. I'm blind. I'm on my own. I only have, you know, the use of this device. I don't have mobile phones. I, I can't use them for whatever reason. This is my situation. Yeah, Can you exactly. help with that? Exactly. And if you, yeah. as soon as you get your... Um, letter or email or whatever to say we're switching you over to digital voice you'll get you'll usually get a bit of notice you know a good few weeks I think for me when I switched over I think it was about a month where they said you know we'll move you over to digital voice soon and then a couple of weeks after that they gave me another reminder and sent me a the instructions of what to do and then another reminder again a few days before so you get notice so as soon as you get that just ring them up and tell them your concerns and as I said they'll give you you know that that battery backup and that should give you a good few hours of um i think it's an hour or two or maybe even more you know of um service which you know doesn't sound like a lot but again it's it's early days and mm. i'm sure as the 
the technology advances. I mean, right now we've got the the sort of premium option with BT is that you can have the 4G backup if your internet goes down. And I think eventually that will be totally interruptible. You know, again, I can't I can't tell you BT's roadmap. I don't know any more than you do in this respect, but it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, a few years later, if in a few years, if your power goes out, then, you know, your 4G internet kicks in and then everything still carries on working because <laughs> how much we yeah. rely on the internet now. Well, that's right. That's absolutely right. And it is, in some ways, the technology is moving so quickly at times. It, it can feel very hard to keep up. And, you know, we, we're the same in this, in this field. You know, we talk about stuff all the time and it's like, geez, you know, how quick does things move? And, you know, the fact we're talking about the capabilities, you know, I mean, even the rollout. I mean, I, I, where I live, we got, and you're the same, Sean, you got this rollout as well, didn't you? Where yeah. you got the fibre to the home. I think you're, you're on Virgin, right? I'm on Virgin, yes. Yeah, so it's not actually affecting me. And actually, for the first time, this month, I'm without a landline. It's the first time in my life that I don't have a landline phone. But for the longest time, how many years, I can't, can't remember ever using my landline for anything other than, no, my computer doesn't have a virus. Please leave me alone. <laughs> so the landline for me has been dead for years anyway. But Yeah, guess same for me. It, it is. Well, that's, that's, the other, that's the flip side to this, isn't it? It is, that yeah. You're kind of in the other way around now. You're in the opposite position. Where you, I don't need to, why am I paying for this line that I never use? Well, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. it. It is a case of killing off the landline, isn't it? I mean, they are giving people the option yeah. to use your normal handset, which people are more familiar with, and they just plug it into the, the hub, into your router, and use the landline like that. But basically, the landline is dead. Yeah, and it is. I, and I they're just keeping it running for those who need it. Yeah, exactly. And there may be some you know, essential services, maybe even governmental services that, that rely on this older technology that we don't know about. But I just, like, like you said, Stephen, it, it, things change and technology comes to an end. And we always hate it. You know, the, 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 the floppy disk went, it's a disaster. The, the CD drive went, the DVD drive went, the headphone jack. Oh, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. The world's going to end. And I think there is a bit of that here. Um, it, it is- I remember, though, I remember, I'm of an age where, I think we're both similar age in this, where, you know, we were in that kind of middle point where this stuff was coming in as we were growing up. And I remember the days when I wouldn't use a, a mobile phone. I would always go to my, my landline phone to make a call. That seemed like the proper way. Yeah. If you're making a proper call, you use the landline. And, when you you know, we're just a frivolous kind of like two minute, hey, how you doing? Or, you know, yeah, I'll be right there. That was when you used the mobile. Now, there were a couple of reasons for that. One is the cost at that time of using a mobile was so significant. You know, I remember my first ever plan I got from a company called DX Communications. Ooh. And I went in and got my, oh, was it a Motorola? I can't remember which one it was. It was some Motorola phone. It was one of the very first, and it cost £30 a month. And for that, I got five minutes a month. Call time. Wow. Five minutes. So, you know, and if you dared to go over those five minutes, you had a problem. So they really were. I mean, as people talk about, you know, oh, yeah, they say they buy the mobile phones nowadays, kids for emergencies and all that. Yeah, those days it really was for emergencies only because you couldn't afford to run it after that. We actually only kept it for about a month because we realised this is just this is way too much money for what we're getting. Um, look at it now. You know, you, you yeah. talk all day and all night. Unlimited. And that's what shifted it. That's what shifted the it. The argument is, though, isn't it, right, that, okay, emergency services, access to that is essential. So uh, how many people are going to miss out on, on being able to make an emergency call? But there's still people out there, I'm sure, that has never had a landline. 
You know, so I, I don't know. Have we moved to that point now, the shift in the tipping point where so many people has a smartphone? Like the only time I've made a 999 call, actually, I just simply uh, asked Siri, I need an ambulance. Hey, S, I need an ambulance. That's the only time I've ever used it. And it was so wow. easy to do on my smartphone. Wow. I didn't even think about going to my landline. So maybe that tipping point has changed already that smartphones are the new landlines. I guess we're here yeah. already. Well, again, I remember the days that you were told, don't use your mobiles for land, uh, for emergencies. And I remember that was a thing at the time. I don't know how, sorry, maybe 10 years ago, five years ago even? Yeah. He used to say, you know, if you're buying a mobile phone, don't don't rely on it in emergencies. I think that's the opposite now. Oh, no. And you know, oh, I'd yeah, much is. rather have my phone in my hand than anything else. Actually, I was using my, um, I used my Apple Watch. I used Siri yeah. on my Apple Watch that said I need an ambulance because a neighbour had an accident. And... Uh, it was so quick and easy. You know, and it's there. I don't have to be away from the situation. I haven't got to run into the house to do anything. Um, it's, it's actually a much better way. But, um, change, yeah, nobody likes change. Well, that's how it's become now, isn't it, though? I mean, even on, on your iPhone and your Apple Watch, and I'm sure they're similar on Android as well, there's all these emergency SOS features where, you know, at the tap of a couple of buttons, you don't even have to get it out of your pocket. Yeah. You can just trigger an emergency call, an emergency alert to contacts as well. Like, I've got my wife set up so that if I ever trigger an emergency alert hopefully i won't need to but if i ever trigger an emergency yeah. alert she'll get a text and say you know it'll tell her i've triggered an alert it'll show her my location you know and ring the emergency services as well i accidentally triggered my uh alert there callum I'm, I'm glad you brought this up and uh, i set all my family up as emergency contacts if anything happens ring them and they'll save me and i did it by accident when i was out traveling one day and I, I, oh no, I better ring them and tell them because they'll be, ah. Oh. And I rang home and said, oh, sorry, I did that by accident. Did what by accident? They didn't have a clue. They didn't read the text message. They didn't answer didn't the call. They are yeah. a nightmare. They don't care. I, um, I turned mine family. off. I turned my full detection off because, you see, when you read the small print of it, what it says is uh-huh. that if you are someone who, you know, it's ideally for people who are a bit older who yeah. may be likely to fall. That's me, yes. And, um, they said, if you are not in that bracket, then you may be because you're so active as an individual. Oh, yeah. Then you, you may accidentally trigger yeah. the fall detection yeah. wrongly. And you and thought so I, just, you. I, I took, I, clearly, now I'm Mr. <laughs> Action Man. Um, I've decided to, uh, to turn it off because I feel, you know what? I, I don't want to take the risk yeah. of upsetting yeah. my wife yeah. with continual, with continual. Mm fall detection reminder when you're abseiling down the side of a tall building mm-hmm. as you often do yep. Stephen jump leaping tall buildings in a single bound being the James Bond character that you obviously are in my own head <laughs> you get some um, warning though don't you before it makes a call on fall detection do you get about a minute to kind of say no I'm okay I think that is that not just with emergency SOS no it's which with, is also a nightmare it's with call detection as well it does tap you on the wrist and say hello you awake come on now dear get up it's not like when Netflix asks me if I'm still watching. Is that, that yes, pretty much. Yeah. You've been watching for 16 hours. Are you still watching? Still? I was like, does, how many episodes of this thing have I watched <laughs> that it is now asking me if I'm still awake? You know, that is when you know things have gone too far. Um, it is interesting, though. It really is. And, of course, let's not forget that you don't have to buy a smartphone. There are no. tons of other options out there. So, you know, you can buy a Doro phone that's got large print. You could buy a blind shell classic if you need something that's, you know, if you, if you need it to speak. Um, there are lots of other options out there. If you're if you're not of low vision, you could buy. You know, think about the Nokia phones that are out there at the minute. You can buy feature, well, not even feature phones, just basic phones. 
and they will do the job. Arguably, they will be much better as phones because that's all they do. I mean, I've never had many issues with my old Sony Ericsson's and my old Nokia's like I do, you know, today try to get a signal on this thing. Because, you know, there's so much tech crammed into this device. There's hardly any room left for the antenna. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it, listen, it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be much cheaper sometimes than the landline because you're paying your line rental on your landline right. anyway. So yeah. my, my mobile phone bill, for example, is £7.50 a month. For two gig unlimited text, un- unlimited. You're not paying ten quid a month or fifteen quid a month for a line not, on top of that. Exactly right. It's purely yeah. seven pound fifty, and that's it. And then the cost of the handset. And as you said, you could pick up a handset fairly cheap anyway. So okay, we're sold. Oh. That's it. We fixed it. So if you'd like to buy the Blind Guy Talks Tech uh, mobile phone and SIM, <laughs> contact Stephen Scott. If you never want to be able to make a call in your life, <laughs> buy our device. No. For- what are the advantages, though, of the digital voice thing? I mean, Sean asked earlier about the, the advantages, and there's some stuff that I don't know if people would be really... We're talking, you know, the people who just use a landline. I don't know if they'll be really bothered about this sort of thing, but, you know, much massively clearer call quality. Yeah. You know, much better quality, which I guess is a benefit if you've got hearing Heating issues. aid compatibility on headsets? Hearing, yeah, there'd be... You on know, Hearing aid compatibility as well. You know, more of that. And then your call in general is clearer. So um, there's, you know, there's that. There's more control over your calls as well. So you can have, you know, I mean, you've, you've been able to do some of this for a while, but you can have, you know, a call um, called blocks list and divert list. And, you, you know, you can divert your calls. You can set up like do not disturb times, you know, kind of like you can on your mobile phone. Hmm. But then also, if you really can't get the big bone, uh, big button, Sorry, big button. Big, sorry, Steady. big button phone. <laughs> I was trying to say. Well, um, that's, a, that's another career gone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's me finished, isn't it? <laughs> it's always me. It's, it's always my fault. <laughs> Will this be edited? No. Oh, cheers. <laughs> yes, t- take another um, run at that sentence. Go. Oh, the make any difference. It's still not been no, edited. No, I know. <laughs> if you really can't get the big button phone to work, well or done. whichever. You know, whichever handset you've got, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> then um, one of the things you could get, which I don't know if this is kind of large print or, you know, big button and stuff, but it could fix some of the issues. BT do a phone with Lady A built in, oh. which is specifically for digital voice. Now, wow, it's not 100% accessible, so it doesn't give you, like, the talking menus and as you're kind of pressing the buttons on the key, it does have physical buttons, but as you're pressing the, the physical buttons, it doesn't read out what you're kind of typing and it doesn't allow you to scroll through the menus and stuff by voice. <gasps> oh, who's in but, charge of digital accessibility over there? Well, yeah. hey. Yeah, I'm on the phone immediately. <laughs> oh, hang on, his line has been cut off. I can only do so much. <laughs> uh, I'm joking with you, Cam. Of course you'll no. get to it. Perfect. Carry on. No, that's that's but, that's interesting though. But this is again the thing, right? I mean, we're starting to see these services develop, and you know, yes, I, I can hear the screams of, oh, well, it needs to be more accessible. But look, these products they do take time to develop. You know, it's probably been out for a couple of years, and certainly been in development a long time before that. So you know, let's just hope that you know this is something that's being considered down the line. Now, I know you can't yeah. tell us if that's the case or not, but um, why not? But that. Of course he can. Well, because he'd lose his job, and he's already oh, lost sorry. it, and that seems unfair. Can you not tell us, Callum, is, is that being worked on accessibility-wise? <laughs> or can you not say? I, I don't honestly know, to okay. be honest. Oh, I know that there's a hopeless. lot of things There's a lot of things going on at the minute that we've had to prioritise, and then there's a lot more things that we want to get to. 
Okay. So, Our blind you know. people not important. <sighs> Why do you hate us, Why Callum? are we always left? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Tell us more. Even though it's not accessible, just quickly, tell us more about the uh, well, no, Alexa headset. It's sort of accessible, which is what it's I was going to say. Yeah, leave me alone, Steve. Before you Sorry. went straight in there. Carry on. Um, never happy with these blind people, are they? Um, oh, no, we're not. So, um, but the, the the advantage of having the Lady Air connectivity is that if you can get your contacts in somewhere, if you can get your contacts synced up with the Lady Air service, like you do with, for example, the, the current call-in that's available on your Amazon Echo, if you can get those contacts synced up in somewhere, whether you could get someone to do that for you or something, then those contacts would sync up to your digital voice handset as well. And then you can just use Lady A to say, you know, call Stephen or call Sean or even, you know, call mm. 01204. You know, you can say the number as well. So, it, you know, it's not 100%. Um, it doesn't fix all the problems, but those sorts of things, you know, we can get those kind of services on, on the handsets now in digital voice that we couldn't do before. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, you know what? It seems almost seems like a different way. You're not way. convinced, are you? No, well, I'm thinking, why don't you just use a normal smart speaker, which you can do all that with anyway. You can sync up and, you know, by its very nature, it's accessible anyway. But yeah. it's the same with the BT landline, digital voice landline. Just plugging in a traditional handset into your router and accessing VoIP voiceover internet protocol this way. I mean, there's no difference. It's just another Zoom or another Skype or another Teams call at this point. Yeah. It's just giving people a, a, a different interface to access. It's, 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 it's yeah. access, though. It's, it's just a way of bringing people into that world. You know, yeah, if exactly. You give, if you give someone an Echo Dot and say, this is now your, your, your phone, essentially, they're going to go, right, uh, how do I dial anything? And, you know, the problem is that not everybody who's going to be, you know, sending in these devices or providing these devices, I think of family being the worst example of this, where they just give granny an Echo Dot. Yeah. And she yeah. just thinks it's a, a coaster for her tea because she thinks, well, what the hell am I supposed to do with this thing? Um, and so it just gets left in the box or it's flung out or it's just given back to the grandkid, who I think secretly wanted it in the first place. <laughs> um, you know, and, and this is the problem. So, you know, We've got to, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, see, I saw someone commenting the other day on Twitter about the Mac and saying, you know, we wonder if the uptake on the Mac is less because there just aren't the level of resources and training available on the Mac. And I think that's true across smart tech generally, is that oftentimes the, I mean, these devices arrive with no instructions, nothing, certainly nothing that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, forget blindness in this one. I mean, this is for anybody, right? You open up the box, you just get this device and a plug. And you plug it in and it starts talking to you and it's like, connect to Wi-Fi. Uh, okay, connect to Wi-Fi, do things. You know, pointing at the Wi-Fi router, hoping it'll figure itself out. Um, yeah, and a quick start, quick start guide that basically just says, you know, download the plug app. It in. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. plug it in. Yeah, and plug it in and download the app. So, you know, I think there's there's something to be done here by the companies, I think, to, to you know, not, not and, you know, don't put it on a web page in, like, the back of your website, you know, Make it something that's available to people when they buy it. This is one thing I really like about RNIB's shop when they sell stuff, because they sell you the, if you choose, you can have the audio or the Braille instructions. And that can be really, really useful, you know, just to get the instructions and, you know, get them in a format that you can use as opposed to, oh, well, we've sent you a link or it's in an email or it's, you know, at the back end of this website. So, yeah, I think technology will solve a lot of this, but, you know, Companies have got to, and this is across the board, they've got to realise that 
you know, accessibility is and potentially is for everybody, right? So it's not just a solution for a blind person or yeah. someone who has motor challenges, difficulties or challenges. It's for everybody. We can all benefit from this. There's plenty of people who are older who don't have disabilities who could really benefit from more knowledge on this tech. There are plenty of young people who feel that way. I, one of the, the, I think one of the biggest myths, especially around blind people, is that older people don't understand tech. I hear it all the time. Well, you know, there's this 75-year-old woman and she doesn't get it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't actually think that's true. I think there's more 75-year-old, 85-year-old women out there who are pretty keyed up on their tech. And I think there's plenty of 30s and 40s women, men alike, who are struggling. Yeah. That's my experience. That's been my experience of most events. That's my experience of the audience to these shows, people who get in touch with me, who tell me that, you know, they're, you know the people who are having the most challenges aren't always the older people. They're often the ones with the solutions. So Yeah. And that's the thing that, you know, we do all this and, you know, we, we offer solutions, but we are, you know, really technical people mm. and i guess yeah. sometimes it is sometimes it is difficult to ta- kind of take a step back and look at the people who just don't get it you know and just yeah, can't sure. get around exactly this. i'm just sorry i'm just getting lost in callum's beautiful voice there it's, it's gorgeous i must take a, a more of a listen to tech talk to hear more of that well that means he's not been listening no no I, I, oh, right, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering does that just like that one away <laughs> I just, I'm, you're you're putting all this about companies need to, you know, make their informational access to their information more accessible and everything. And yeah, uh, basically, Callum, he's pointing that at you. So, can if you could make that happen pretty soon, that'd be great. Thanks, mate. Me, I'd love to. Yeah, well, well done. Oh, right. yeah. No, Callum. Yeah, Callum. Oh, I see. Callum, as, as the right. representative of of business, then uh, the representative of business. Of business. <laughs> yes, he needs it in in its entirety. You need to sort yourself out. Wow. <laughs> Head of business for Earth. <laughs> you can, well done, Cal. That's quite business a job for the world. You got a promotion. I really, I'm going to say really I lost my job a minute ago. And got... Yeah, well, I think you've got a new one. And I think I have to say it sounds like it's going to be better paid. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it will. To be serious, thank you, Cal. There were some of those. You know, honestly, I, I was... Because I know these are the questions I'm going to get asked by my my mum and dad when when it comes yeah. you know, to swap over. It's like, well, what about a power cut? What about making an emergency call? And I honestly didn't know the, didn't know the answer. But um, yeah, so thank you very much. Yeah, that yeah. Was good so, I mean, there is that backup available. And then if you're struggling with the accessibility of the handsets, you know, and you can't get your existing one to work, I know it doesn't 100% fix the problems. But again, it is digital, so maybe they can work on that. I don't know. But see if, you know, see if the Lady A handsets can, you know, just kind of bridge the gap a little bit. You know, yeah. you can get one of those when you first switch over to digital. Well, once you've switched over, really, it doesn't have to be when you first switch over. But you can get one of those for free as well. One of those handsets for free. <gasps> I want one. So, yeah, exactly. So, I'm not with BT. Does that matter? Nah, no, you'll have to buy it. No. Terrible. Yeah. 40 quid. It, it won't work either because you've got virtual. it won't work as well. And I, and I don't have a landline. <laughs> Apart from that, and okay, you don't have a landline. thank you. But other than all of that, Yeah, but I could make great. BT some money there, so I'm not going to tell him that. Yeah, you could get a landline. Oh. Time to get a landline, Sean. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Join the past. Okay, thank you. Uh, Callum, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much for joining us uh, tell people it's so weird saying this but tell people where they can find RNIB Tech Talk wow <laughs> oh, I've been asked that so many times I've never asked that sad. question oh. Oh. so you can find I'm not emotional so you can find RNIB Tech Talk you can listen to us on uh, Tuesday afternoons 1pm UK time <laughs> on uh, RNIB Connect Radio the stolen <laughs> you time slot carry on do you Please need a minute? 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. Um, so yeah, we're on um, Tuesday afternoons, uh, 1 p.m. UK time. That's on channel channel 7:30 on Freeview, is where you can get that, or online on your smart speakers on FM in Glasgow if you're lucky enough to be there. Um, Thank you. And the podcast <laughs> is. It's repeated various times on RNIB Connect Radio as well. I think Thursdays at 9pm is a repeat. And then the podcast episode is released every Friday as well, every Friday morning. Cool. So you can well, find listen. that by just searching for RNIB Tech Talk. Brilliant. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it, Callum. Yes, well yes, done. indeed. Thank you. I, I can't find the button, but yes, yes we're all thank you for you. Um, Best to Dave, best to Tasneen and uh, yourself as well. Look forward to the next episode of Tech Talk and, of course, more of your conversations there, but you can hear more of Callum. For us, though, we are back on... Well, tomorrow, actually, we're back for Saturday edition. Of course we are. Sorry. Um, And then Monday, one episode next week, because I'm away. So, yes, Monday next week, one episode for you. We'll catch you, though, tomorrow. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit BlindGuyTalksTech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.